Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express, where we have many, many things to do today. But first, we must get to introductions. So, uh, we'll let the cast uh, introduce themselves. To my right. I'm Mike, and I'm playing James Robert Fraser, who's just been listening to some lovely music. And now he's having a nap. <laughs> oh, you have? What a wonderful experience you had uh, before dinner and, uh, and during. Uh, and to uh, Mr. Fraser's right. Hi, I'm Rena. I play Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and I'm very sad to be going back to the boring clothes and social norms of the waking world. <laughs> well, at least you have the open invitation from Henry to return to the Dreamlands Express. That's nice. Uh, at the end of the table. Hi, I'm Giles, and I'm playing Simon Griffith, and I'm currently in the mode of can't sleep, tentacles will get me. Hmm. I mean, you you might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. To uh, Mr. Griffiths, right? Hi, I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger, and I can't wait to tell my friends about this fun dream I'm having. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can only imagine what they'll say. And last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney, and he's definitely not going to miss the clothes that he's in, that's for sure. Such a wonderful collection of cloth that you were you were subjected to how could you possibly forget it i don't think flamboyant even begins to describe them but uh yes <laughs> <laughs> well we raise the curtain tonight with the with a sound the long slow pull of a steam train whistle for our investigators consciousness pricks its way back into their brains ever so slowly pins of it first at their shoulders down their arm eventually across their neck and consciousness oozes back in and you wake aboard a moving train this one seemingly has no tentacles. There's no deep pounding of appendages. And in fact, you even hear other voices moving about the hall outside, human voices. Mr. Fraser, you're the first to wake. Yes, I'll, um, stretch and uh, kind of get accustomed to my surroundings, take a look at my uh, my watch, see what 
see what time it is that I've woken up. Oh, uh, it's just after six. Ah, very good. Um, so he will rise, um, just have a kind of a, a quick look out the window, make sure he is on the Orient Express, and they are. You take a look out the window and you see moving. snow. Ah, you are you are moving. I think so. Very well. I guess we must be Switzerland. Right. Well, we'll get up, get dressed, and head over to the uh, dining carriage and make uh, the arrangements for uh, her ladyship's breakfast. And perhaps have a have a bite to eat myself. Yes, you're uh, you're grabbing a bit of a bite. You go to your uh, your pocket uh, sub- subconsciously, and you take out the schedule for the Orient Express. And you see that if your watch and this schedule is right, then uh, you'll be pulling into station in about forty minutes. Yeah, I was going to say yes, sir. Uh, seven-ish. Right. Well, I will uh, I will make due haste, um, and uh, once once I've had a quick. C- cup of tea and uh, perhaps a slice of a slice of toast or some porridge um mm. i will um take a tray with the her ladyship's usual breakfast which i'll have arranged with the, uh, the kitchen staff here on the train previously um and uh, tap on her door politely as 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 ever and there is a tap yes who is it uh, your ladyship, it's uh, Mr. Fraser. I have your breakfast for you. We'll be pulling into the station quite soon. Ah, excellent. Come on in, thank you. I've already been awake for about uh, half an hour or so, and I've gotten dressed and started packing my things away for our next stop. So I've just been waiting for breakfast. Oh, I do apologise. I must have overslept. Uh, yeah. I'll lay the tray down on, on, the, on the bed for you. Oh no, you're you're right on time. If you look at the look at your watch there, Mister Fraser, I just uh, had some strange dreams. Oh, really? Interesting, interesting. I uh, I had a uh, yes, yes, I had dreams as well. Most peculiar. Well, perhaps we can discuss them later. Indeed. Uh, how long did you say it is until we arrive, Mister Fraser? Uh. Just a little over half an hour, I'd say. Perfect timing, then. I haven't heard uh, Miss Bellinger stirring yet, so perhaps you could give her a tap on the door. Of course. Just to uh, ensure she's awake in time. Absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go around the others and make sure they're uh, all up and uh, getting ready with disembarkation. Thank you very much. Very good, your ladyship. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll walk around the doors and knock on them one at a time. And just uh, let people know that we'll be arriving at Lausanne, I believe it is, where arriving is our next port of call. Indeed. Shortly. And make sure they're, uh, they're they're up and about and they don't sleep through it. There's a knock at your door, Maggie. Maggie's probably snoring, but she startles away. <laughs> um, yes, um, who is it? Miss Bellinger, it's Mr. Fraser. Um, it's just to let you know that uh, we'll be arriving in Lausanne in approximately half an hour. Oh, oh, half an hour. Goodness. Uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Fraser. Would you care for some breakfast, Miss? Um, uh, I, um, uh, not right now. I'll. I need to get ready. Very good. Very good. 
I'll uh, I'll see if the others are awake. Oh, thank you. And I'll work my way through Richard and uh, and Simon's stores as well. Sure, sure. Which which one first? Uh, just whichever one's closest. Sure. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Professor Courtney is first. I'm just trying to remember: were they, they were they sharing a room, or have they got individual rooms? Hmm. I think they have individual rooms, but they are directly next to each other. All oh, right, so they've got a connecting door, conjoining doors. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tap on the next door then, anyway. Richard, there's a knock somewhere that rouses you from your sleep, and there's oh, something terrifying on your face. You feel it? It's a something heavy over your head. Uh, what's this? You. Reach your hand up and you feel the device on your face. I don't remember doing this. Professor Courtney, are you awake? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, who is it? It's Mr. Fraser. It's Mr. Fraser, Professor Courtney. We're, uh, we're, uh, we'll be arriving in Lausanne shortly. Uh, just uh, thought I'd uh, chap your door to wake you. Um, uh, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Very good, so. And once I know that he's awake, I'll do the same on on uh, Simon's door if he's if he's got his own separate room. Mm, yeah, Simon, you're awake as well from this tapping. You're a pretty light sleeper, anyway. I was awake already. I was on pins and needles. I'm scared to look underneath my bunk. <laughs> there might be tentacles there. Huh? What is it? What is it, Jim? Uh, Simon, it's uh, we'll be arriving in Lausanne shortly, um, just around half an hour or so, just to, just to give you due warning. Great, thanks. Very good. Would you gentlemen care for some breakfast? Coffee, lots of it. I'll see to it right away. I'll have someone. Uh, I'll have someone call with a with a pot of coffee momentarily. Thank you. So I'll head up to the kitchens and uh, get them to make a big pot of coffee sure sure you stop up to the kitchens and one of the uh, member of staff stops you in the hallway and says uh, uh mr fraser is it uh it is indeed yes can i help you so he tips his hat to you uh we've just had to uh, I, I, I picked this uh from our uh, post staff in paris but uh, you were uh, a bit out last night he passes you a, a telegram Oh, marvellous. Uh, yes, I was expecting something. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, one moment. Uh, Professor's a member of your party as well, yes? Uh, he is, yes. He's uh, he's in the, the second door on, on the right there. Ah, thank you. Thank you. He nods. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll, look, I'll, I'll get a few coins to, to mm-hmm. tip the, the boy with. He uh, appreciates it greatly. And... Uh, so if I haven't already been to the kitchen, I'll go to the kitchen and I'll, and I'll tell them to bring a, a pot of coffee down to uh, to the rooms there. And uh, and then I'll go back into my room and take out my letter opener mm-hmm. and slice open this uh, this telegram and read it. Well, Hopefully this is uh, some useful intelligence from, uh, from the mother country. <laughs> uh, it definitely is interesting information. Short, but to the point. Uh, it seems that your investigator is continuing his work. 
Yes, brief and to the point. Well, I had rather hope for a little more than this, but uh, wheels, are, wheels are turning at least. Wheels are turning. Good, good. There's a second knock at your door, Martin. Um, y- yes, uh, I'll, I'll be along shortly. Um, uh, if you could um, just arrange for some breakfast or whatever, that'll be fine. Oh, uh, of course, sir. I have a telegram here from you. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I th- I thought you were somebody else. Um, could you um just pop it under the door, please? Right away. You see the note come under the door. It's in an envelope. Um, so Richard will take the device off of his face, wondering how on earth that got there. He doesn't remember anything along those lines. Yes. Perhaps that explains the strange dreaming. Perhaps. It's all a bit fuzzy. In fact, all of you kind of feel that way for the moment. Although, you, Mr. Fraser, you would uh, distinctly remember uh, Miss Cavallero's voice in the uh, saloon last night before you'd gone to bed. Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a night. You're, you're a bit haggard. You realize that now uh, taking that uh, first bit of food, you realize you've had maybe four to four and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> And you're already getting off the train. Oh, four and a half hours of sleep is plenty. Must have managed on less. Mm, indeed. Uh, so the uh, the group gets up and gets ready. The situation on the train, the inevitability of pulling into Lausanne is going to prompt us uh, to gather our things. But you all get the opportunity to either get something to drink or get something to eat before you get off the train. And you will have a moment or two to... Uh, perhaps be in the same space before arrival. Probably fussing over things and making sure that you have your proper clothing. Absolutely. Um, I am going to hail one of the members of staff um, Mm. and ask about making arrangements for hotel accommodation. Oh, uh, yes, they uh, perk up a little bit. Uh, There are uh, several places which we could suggest... He takes out a small blue booklet. Um, Did you have one of these? Do I have one of those? I can't remember. Oh, yes. It's a traveler's companion, of course. He opens the companion and kind of shows you some of the uh, hotels that are there. There's one uh, there just uh, not too far from the station itself. Um, That's a beautiful place. uh, The Beau Rivage. Uh, It's of the highest class, he says. Um, terraces and park uh, and then just a, a bit up the, the first hill as they might say there, uh, the Grand Hotel Lausanne and then as they go a bit further, the hotels are a little bit more accommodating, depending upon your desired expenditures Which would you say would uh, would be your recommendation for Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy of Maplebrook? Oh, well, the Beauvoirs is a Unmatched in the city. Well, in that case, I shall take that recommendation under advisement. And uh, are you able to um, assist in uh, arranging reservations, or is that something we would do at the station when we arrive? Oh, you would likely do that uh, either at the station or at the hotel itself. Very well. The the reception of the hotel there at the Beau Rivage should be available just after uh, seven thirty. Marvelous. Um, 
A question for you. Do you have the facility on board uh, to wire ahead uh, to our next destination? Perhaps uh, I can make arrangements for our accommodation uh, beforehand, so um, to, uh, to make things a little more smooth when we arrive. Of course, sir. Um, at the station themselves, they should be able to assist you at the offices of uh, the Orient Express. Splendid, splendid. Thank you very much. Mm, indeed. And I'll give him something for his trouble, and... Uh, I'll mark mark the position of the hotel and that kind of thing, and um, go back to back to my room. All right. So the group of you get collected as the train pulls into Lausanne, slow and steady. The atmosphere here is a bit murky. It's cooler than you were expecting. It's well, morning air is something. The sun is struggling to rise uh, and pierce this dense blanket. It's, a, it's almost a mist that shrouds the entire lower part of the city. And you can see that Lausanne moves up about three distinct elevations. Uh, so it was built as a military encampment by the Romans uh, just before uh, 40 BC. There is definitely something daunting about the atmosphere here. Maybe it's the mist, Lady Elizabeth, that you find unnerving. Maybe it's the chill in the air and the snow on the ground that you're not completely comfortable with. But as you all exit the, the, uh, the train and onto the platform, you can see that there's not just, but maybe a few doors down from the platform, there's a small cafe uh, that's got its door open and lights on and you can see the steam from some of the coffee and, and bakery items that are coming out of it. Very inviting, especially on such a chilly morning. And as soon as the train drops you off, it begins preparing for departure. Zooming on to its next destination. Well, my first port of call uh, will be the station office to find out about getting a taxi to take us to uh, the hotel which I believe if I'm reading this right is a couple of miles south of the, of the station yes the office is more than happy to accommodate you they say that it probably will be a little bit of time they say in somewhat broken English a little bit of time before uh, they can uh, have a taxi arrive here if you do not mind they instruct you either to the the waiting area here at the station offices or uh, they do say that there are a number of close cafes if perhaps you would return at uh, half half or a quarter to half past seven that we should have uh, everything that you need to make your journey i tell you what if you'd like to recommend a cafe we'll uh, we'll wait there we'll leave our luggage here and if you could have a boy run down and uh, let us know when the when the taxi cab arrives then uh, we'll we'll come up hmm, absolutely they recommend a number of cafes when you pull into the station, the street itself in front of the station goes left and right for you. And then if, if you make a relatively quick right, they say that there's two or three cafes within probably a good two or three blocks. They recommend a couple for you. They remind you that both the French franc and Swiss franc are taken here. Marvelous. Uh, is there a bureau de change uh, close by? Uh, indeed. Splendid. Splendid. Well, um, I suppose uh, we'll make our way to the cafe and uh, 
we'll be back when the when the taxi cab arrives. Thank you very much for your help. Thank you. So I'll head back to the others and just let them know the situation. Maggie would be more than happy to go get something to eat after <laughs> skipping food on the train. Okay. So, um, Richard, or if there's a chance, um, try and pick up a, a map from the train station of uh, Ozan. Oh, wonderful. That's easy enough done. Ah, perfect. This cafe that's nearby has a decadent selection of goods, whether that be croissants, several different types of coffee. There's warm milk sprinkled with chocolate. Uh, there's a selection of newspapers nearby as well. There's a few locals here that are enjoying their morning coffee and, and croissants. So there's no concern about blending in, that's for sure. While we're having a, a, a coffee and waiting for the taxi, I'm, I'm going to be eyeing the others, waiting to see if any of them talk about dreams. Our ladyship's already mentioned a dream, but I'm not going to be the first one to say anything. <laughs> Maybe I <almost laughs> certainly will, as <laughs> soon as we sit down. Before we accept that as canon, mm-hmm. I need you all to make an intelligence roll. Okay. Dice. <laughs> Richard rolled a 98. <laughs> that is a roll you could push if you wanted to. Ooh, a five. I got an 18, so hard success. Mine's an extreme success, so. I see that. I got a, got a regular success, 64 under 80. Okay. Push it, Martin. Push it. I think I'm going to leave that one. Um... Richard's discovered the device on his face and I'm sure that he's convinced that he probably got a bit drunk and and just tried it on and (laughs) the dreams are all related to that. I don't think he'd think anything else of it. So I think that that fits what he'd he'd imagine would would have happened perfectly. Well, let me take the failed rule first. Richard doesn't remember what happened. He remembered that you... Had a wonderful night in the saloon car. You probably had a few too many drinks. Maybe you... Maybe you got back to the room and maybe it was a bit late. But yeah, last night past the saloon car is a bit of a blur for you. That really goes for anybody that failed their role. They don't have a good memory of the Dreamlands experience. I'm willing to push my role. I'm just trying to think of how, how one would push an intelligence role. I have a perfect method for you, <laughs> sir. If you will just put a pin in it for a moment, I'll show you how we get there. Surely. So Maggie has an extreme success on her intelligence yes. role, which means not only do you remember all of the core aspects of being in Ulthar and the cat city and the train and the conductor and the outfits and your raven friends or whatever that that they were Mm -hmm. you have such a deep memory of it you also cannot help but remember how mr fraser and professor courtney were dressed there Mm -hmm. and as the morning croissants and 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 coffee get through you you have a laugh of like just burbles up (laughs) from nowhere Mm -hmm. at the memory of richard's hat and you have a hard time not envisioning him with the hat on, and it makes you laugh. Yeah, that's and exactly that's what, sparks, what I That's what sparks your memory. 
had the strangest dream last night and um, all of you were there and I'm sorry I, I'm, I'm laughing but Richard, you were wearing the silliest hat. Hats? Uh, 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 well, I don't have a hat. <laughs> you, you certainly did in my dream and it was a, quite an elaborate outfit that you were wearing. Hi. Yes. It was it was strange. I I uh, dreamt that we were in a, another place. I believe a place called Uthar and there were many uh, cats uh, and we we rode a, a train um but the train wasn't a train it was more of a beast. It was quite strange. The tentacles Yes, there were tentacles. How did you uh, know that, Lady Elizabeth? I shiver noticeably at the statement of tentacles. <laughs> I, I had a rather uh, similar dream. Ulthar, cats, strange clothes, tentacle train. Oh, was Richard wearing a strange hat in your dream, too? I rather think he was, actually. And uh, Mr. Fraser, you looked rather dashing as well. I'm just... I remember I had a dream, but I'm just trying to piece it together in, in my mind. I'm not much of a one for, for remembering dreams, but uh, I do seem to remember something about a hat. Yes, and yes. You, and you cats. made a cat very angry. I, I, I believe I had some sort of a mishap with a cat. You stepped on its tail, I think. Oh, Good lord, so I did. So I Wait, did. Uh, yes, I remember that. I do remember that. Wait now. a moment. Did, um, are you uh, saying that how? you both had the same dream as me then? It's beginning to sound a little bit like it, isn't it? And you're uh, sure you didn't uh, have a similar dream, Professor? Uh, what about you, Mr. Griffith? I, I don't like the tentacles. I dreamed of tentacles. Uh, he remembers the tentacles anyway. Um, I don't recall very much. I, um, we had a drink and, uh, I woke up this morning with, um, yes, a, a little bit of a, a headache. And Richard's looking really abashed at the minute. He's embarrassed. Everyone's talking about this hat that he's got or <laughs> that he's had. Oh, perhaps your hat in the dream was too tight. Perhaps that's what's given you a headache. Yes, yes. So I, I um, failed my intelligence check there, but um, given the mention of standing on cats and Richard's marvellous uh, chapeau... <laughs> Please, um, push. I, I shall push that roll and see what happens. Uh, an 11, I believe, is a an extreme success, I believe. Mm, it all comes roaring back. Even the military uniform and uh, the dinner. And that's when you remember that there are. There were other travelers, dreamers, there. And there was a, a gentleman, two gentlemen, uh, 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 having a meal. Most, a most wonderful affair. Uh, there was a, a, a bearded gentleman speaking to a, a Mr. Mr. Mackenzie, I think it was. I'm McKen Mac. That's right. That's he said he was called Mac. Uh, and there was another. There was an old woman there as. Well. I wonder if these were all people who were on the train with us. 
dreaming, or if they were elsewhere. Well, that would be uh, quite strange. Do you think it's something that we ate or drank on the train that would cause us all to have these similar dreams? Perhaps, aye, perhaps. Well, it seems like a rather elaborate dream to be drug-induced or any anything of that sort for us to have the exact same dream. And in such great detail. It's most perplexing. Hmm. So then, um, you're saying, Lady Elizabeth, that we shared this dream instead of us having the same dream. Yes, that is what I am implying, or rather outright stating at this moment. Seems like it's the most accurate way to describe what's happening. Richard, you don't remember anything of it? Um, I... No... Well, if it makes you feel any better about the hat, Lady Elizabeth was quite scantily clad. Oh, Adam. <laughs> um, Fraser blushes <laughs> violently when this is mentioned. Hmm. Yes, I rather think that uh, that particular detail speaks to this having been a shared dream and not a... Uh, <laughs> uh, any other sort of dream, let's say, having the same dream, because I sincerely doubt other people would have that particular detail. Would anyone care for more coffee? I- I'm just going to get myself another cup of coffee. I- I- I'll be back momentarily. <laughs> I I have this idea. I I think you should all write these down um, without discussing this any further. Um, and then maybe compare notes. I... I've heard of this effect where if you start talking about something to somebody else, you'll almost influence what they remember. But if you write it down individually and, and then compare notes, that can't have happened, if that makes sense. I pass over a notebook in which I've already written down everything I remember when I woke up this morning. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> uh, uh, excellent. Um, very, very scientific. Quite. It goes without saying that the coffee is very, very good, as are the croissants. You have a few other pastries here, uh, Simon, that are, well, they're pretty phenomenal, actually. Um, They're small, but they're very good. Maybe there's some sort of filler in them. You're not sure what it is, but it's pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm feeling like eating a lot today because my stomach is still a little bit topsy-turvy from all these tentacles. Continue. I don't think the tentacles meant us any harm in the dream, Simon. Uh, that's certainly the impression that I got. As far as I recall, they were they were there to assist in some way. They were quite helpful. I, I don't want them to assist themselves inside of me. Oh, I don't think there was ever any ever any danger of that. Did did you have a bad experience with them? Did you look under your beds? In the dream, I, I, I think so. I can't quite remember now. Yeah, I did. I don't recommend it. Well, if it was only a dream, I don't believe that it can cause you any harm, Mister Griffith. Oh, premonition. Granny used to say, "You saw sometimes dreams for what's going to happen," and I definitely don't want to see any uh, tentacles. Thankfully, I think we are in the mountains now. Is that right, Mr. Fraser? 
Indeed it is, aye, indeed, as you can see from the weather conditions. It's very beautiful country, Switzerland, very beautiful indeed. Majestic. Oh, we're going to be climbing some high mountains, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to, to go so far as Jim, if, uh, but I think uh, Jimmy's a we step too far, if that's all right with you. Uh, I do prefer James myself. I hear you. I, I assume I assume it's all right to, to call you Simon, unless there's something else you'd rather I call you, or uh, another term you'd rather I use. You can call me Simon. Grant. What are we doing here? We're looking for another piece of this thing, or is this merely a stopover? I remember there was the gentleman who was, wrote one of the libraries looking for all the information on... Fenelik, is that correct? I do recall, if um, if you remember, there was a, a note um, that the Doctor uh, gave us when we were looking for uh, the Comte's old house in Poissy. Uh, there was a, an Edgar Wellington uh, had written the Doctor a note. I believe he was from Lausanne. So I believe that is our, what we're doing here, right? Well, we do have an address. Uh, we have uh, 50 Rue Saint-Étienne in Lausanne. Could start with uh, finding out exactly where that is, I suppose. Ah, I, I had the foresight to ask for a map at the station. Um, would you uh, care to try and find that? Well, splendid, yes. Yes, let's do that. Yes, so there we go. From the station, as you look over your map, it appears to not be too terribly far a kilometre and a half or so, walking? Oh, well, that should, shouldn't take more than 20 minutes or so to get there. Well, that's very convenient. Hmm. I should we delay this taxi we have coming? I fear that it'll have... Uh... Oh, no. I think, I think we get, we'll, we'll get settled into the hotel first. Uh, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse. In that dimension, Mr. Fraser, uh, given the time on your watch, it being just, say, a quarter past seven... It's a little unseemly to call on someone that early. In in your estimation. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. So the boy does eventually arrive. Uh, it's probably half seven when he uh, tucks his way in his wool coat into the station and uh, lets you know that there is a cab available for the group if they'd like to come back to the station. I'll thank the boy. Um tip him a few um, centimes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, shall we uh, Shall we make our way to the hotel? Seems like the best course of action to do at the moment. Not much else one can do at 7am. Uh, I'll head up the hill, make sure we've got the luggage that we need, make sure our porter's got it stowed onto uh, the taxi, and head for the uh, Beau Rivage. Okay, yeah. So, you get a fairly nice... Uh, easy ride probably not the best of vehicles but uh, it beats the walk as far as you're concerned Lady Elizabeth just given the incline of Lausanne it does look like this is uh, probably going to be a, a location you'll probably use the cane quite a bit just because of the incline especially if you have to go deeper into the city for anything the uh the grade gets steeper and steeper as you go. Not but 10 or 15 minutes later, 
with the traffic and perhaps uh, somebody who's trying to get paid by the hour. Uh, you arrive at the Beauvage, and it is beautiful on the outside. They were not wrong about the terrace spots. There is a small park nearby as well, and it's rather beautiful. One of the other things that it seems to be tucked right next to, of course, and what is likely its biggest calling card, is Lake Geneva. And so from your position there at the hotel, you are maybe a block from Lake Geneva. And it's stunning in the morning here. It almost reminds you a little bit of uh, some of the places that you've been before, Simon. Back in the States, you've been in and around large lakes before. And mountains. Mm -hmm. This feels uh, almost like home, at least in a way feeling a little bit more relaxed one thing i would like to have seen is if if there was a possibility of getting a thermos or some kind of container of coffee with me uh, the cafe doesn't have anything like a thermos i don't even think they would probably have traveling mugs for that matter if, if, if simon mentions it I'll, I'll, I'll suggest that the hotel will probably be able to furnish him with something like that hmm yeah that's probably a good idea Take a few deep breaths of the mountain air, and I'm feeling a little bit more calm. Just getting out at the hotel, you can see across the lake that there is a large spine of mountains that runs uh, along the horizon here. Deep blues and purples, bookended by sailboats and ships on either side. These look more like pleasure craft than uh, trade boats. Perhaps fishermen out in a crisp air or just sailors with time to themselves. The doorman at the hotel greets the group and uh, opens the door, and then you see a couple of hotel porters come and begin uh, working your suitcases properly inside. I'll keep an eye on them, and then I'll head up to the uh, reception desk. All right. Reception uh, greets you with a warm morning smile. Welcome to Zon. Yeah. Bonjour. Uh, good morning. Um, Bonjour. We are looking for accommodation for Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy of Maplebrook and party. Ah, but of course. Uh, he opens the book up and you see him begin going through the availabilities. Would you by any chance have a, a suite that could uh, accommodate the the, the, uh, the five of us? Oh. Uh, I do believe so. Marvellous. He flips a page. I do believe so. Hmm. Well, how does the uh, fourth floor sound? Uh, fourth floor sounds uh, sounds very nice. Uh, I take it this is all uh, separate rooms with uh, a living area as well that we can share? Indeed, and a terrace. Ah, perfect, perfect. Overlooking the lake? Indeed. That sounds like that'll be uh, the very thing. Thank you very much indeed. If you could arrange for our bags to be taken up, uh, I'll sign the necessary paperwork. He uh, turns the book towards you and you begin filling out, as you've done before on so many occasions for accommodations or items for Lady Fitzroy. And uh, how long will you be here? How should I put your stay? Well, I would say we'll be here for... uh, Two nights uh, anyway, perhaps a little longer. What do you say? Uh, and sort of turn 
turn to her ladyship or to, to uh, if any of the others have kind of come up to the desk with me. It would be unseemly for a lady of my position to go up to the desk when I have someone to do it for me. I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't expect um, her ladyship, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, if I'm there on, on my own, I'll just, I'll just book it for um, two nights to start with and then play it by ear from there. All right. They take your notation down and the staff member says that they would be uh, happy to uh, expand uh, and lengthen the accommodations as necessary. We are privileged to have her ladyship here under our roof. Marvellous. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, uh, one thing. Um, um, One of my uh, companions uh, was asking if it would be possible to get some coffee in uh, in a sealed flask, a vacuum flask. Hmm. Yes, of course. Splendid. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. We shall send it up uh, right away. Well, marvellous. Uh, well, unless there's uh, anything else you need, if you could show us to our rooms. Mm, indeed. Staff member snaps their fingers and you see a, a few younger gentlemen come out and begin wheeling your travel bags. And then there's what appears to be uh, an older member of staff, probably this mid-twenties, extends his arm deeper into the hotel and says, please, let me show you to your accommodation. I'll go and get the others. And, um, well, um, we have our our, our rooms uh, booked. Uh, if you'd like to come with me, we'll, uh, we can head up straight away. It is difficult for each one of you um, to kind of churn through the morning. It's one of those mornings where You know you haven't had enough sleep. You had something of a wild fantasy of dreams last night. And you're certain that you're going to have to get a a little bit more sleep if you're going to actually get anything accomplished today. But the hotel, um, whose colors is roughly alabaster white and a, a brilliant yellow, gives the perfect backdrop to something like that. Uh, The suite is rather large. You think it probably could accommodate one or two more people, which is good because you're probably going to need it if you continue to add to the crew. Because as as you're getting off, you're reminded that there is always a chance that that you may have uh, more friends along the way. Who knows what you might find. Getting unpacked into this suite is not difficult. Finding a piece of comfortable furniture is not difficult. My question to the group is, uh, it's probably about this point, it's about 8 o'clock or so in the morning. What's the plan for the morning here? I think um, Mr. Fraser will spend the morning getting his bearings, um, finding out a little bit about the city, and going over some of the uh, the notes that have been taken about what what we're looking for here, what connections we've got here, and have a fairly quiet, restful morning with a view to potentially going off on trips in the afternoon. He'll sit in the living area with a, with a cup of tea and, uh, and a notebook and a map and be pouring over it. Maggie would be looking through her Traveler's Companion, which she does still have, and knowing how much... Richard and Lady Elizabeth love books. She would point out that the museum and library are open on Wednesday 
uh, Saturday and Sundays, and today is Sunday. So she would just point that out just in case they wanted to go and to not have to wait until Wednesday. There's a knock on the door. One of the staff members walks over to the door and glances back at you, Lady Elizabeth, as if to ask if it's okay to open the door. Yes, please. You see a somewhat disheveled Paul step in. Oh, I, uh, I guess I lost you at the train station. He rubs his forehead. Um, There was this just maddening movement back and forth of people. And um, and then by the time I got I got out, I, I couldn't find you or uh, at the station. So I, I apologize. I hope uh, I hope I'm not interrupting. No, of course not. We're glad you found uh, your way here. So we didn't have to send a policeman to go looking for you. Oh, yeah. No, we wouldn't want them involved. I, uh, I'll just be, I'll just be downstairs. If, uh, if any of you should need, uh, of anything. Do you have a room booked for yourself? That, that's what I'm gonna attend to. I'll come down with you. I'll, 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 I'll see to it. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm, I want to see if they've got a, a newspaper as well. I should only imagine that they would. I'll get up and, and join Paul and head downstairs with him. He seems like he's still kind of recovering a little bit. You don't remember him too much from the saloon car from last night, but then again, last night, whenever you think back in your head, Mr. Frazier, it's a swim of different images. Hmm. So, uh, how did you sleep last night? Well, uh, there's quite the sound from the, the saloon car over there, but I, I managed to uh, get some sleep. Splendid. Splendid. Any dreams? Oh, oh no, I, I never dream. I don't know what it is. Or if I do, I just don't remember it. Oh, well, Mr. Mayberry, um, uh, we all dream, I believe. Uh, but uh, I suppose uh, one doesn't always remember one's dreams. So. Mm. Now, I... Uh, I'm not sure if uh, there's going to be a room at, on the suite, but I'll try and find you a room on the same floor. Uh, how does that sound? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'd appreciate that. I, I'd be fine with a, just a room on the first here. Oh, oh no, 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 no. no we'll, we'll, we'll keep you close at hand. Perhaps he should bunk with the professor? Oh, Simon, you're there. Feel, feeling a little bit better now. I'm a little bit more awake. Jolly good, jolly good. Did you get your uh, flask of coffee? I did. Thank you very much, Jim. It's appreciated. Ah, no trouble at all. As I was saying, maybe we should uh, put Paul with the professor. Two educated men. Uh, well, we all have our rooms at the suite, so I'm not, I'm I'm not sure if we uh, we have enough rooms there. But just whatever whatever is the easiest. No, we'll we'll, we'll get your room as as close as possible. We'll get that sorted out. Major D de Hotel eyes you again. Oh, you're, you're back, Mr. Fraser. How may I uh, assist you? Indeed, uh, yes. Uh, this uh, this gentleman beside me here, he's uh, he's looking for a for a room as well. Uh, would you have one on the same floor as our suite, or on one of the adjacent floors? Hmm. You open the book again and flip through a bit. I have one about about five suites down. It's a. Uh, it's a smaller room, but it should surface needs. Marvelous. I, I, I trust it is uh, of a high standard. Oh, of course. Of course. Very well. Well, 
Mr. Maverhaven, would you like to uh, deal with this? And uh, um, we'll get someone to take your bags up. Oh, absolutely. And you see him uh, begin to take care of some of the uh, sundry paperwork. He does bill it to uh, Lady Elizabeth's party. Oh, are you sure? Yes, yes, quite sure. The uh, staff member smiles and walks him through the, the paperwork. And you must remember to let us know um, if you're uh, heading out or if uh, uh, if you're wanting to head on or anything. Hmm. Well, I'm... Uh... Don't want to lose you again, eh? <laughs> no, 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 sir. I uh, I am under the hire of uh, of uh, Lady Fitzroy, so uh, I should keep you appraised of... Uh... Uh, Lady, oh. Lady Elizabeth. Lady Elizabeth. Oh, oh. Just, uh, just to keep, just to keep you right on the nomenclature. Yes, yes, yes. I apologize. Uh, oh, not at all. I'm not. Uh, don't you worry. I mean, well, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a minefield. It's a minefield if you're not, not used to the social niceties. But uh, I'll mm. keep you right. Wonderful. After some paperwork, he heads back up towards the same floor and. They get him settled into a nice room. Once he's been in there for a few minutes, I'll go and knock the door and uh, just check to see that it's um, to his liking and cast my eye around it as well, briefly if possible, just to make sure it's okay. It is. They've done fairly well. It doesn't face uh, the lake, unfortunately, uh, so there's not much of a view. But it does have a small terrace that looks like it has a a single table and a, and a chair where he could sit and and enjoy the outside if he wanted to. It's not much of a view. There's a side of a building there, but uh, he can look down on the street and see uh, some of the goings-on. Is the room to your liking then, Paul? Oh, well, it it beats the uh, the boarding house I was living in in, in Paris. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, if you need anything at all, we are just in suite 411. So please, yes, don't uh, don't be shy of uh, coming and chopping the door. Oh yes, and if um if uh, you uh, if Lady Elizabeth or, or any of uh, the, the party of uh, have need of anything, if you have any indigestion or uh, if there's any other maladies, uh, minor or major, I'm I am here uh, ready to do my part. Absolutely, and it's very much appreciated, Mister Maverhaven. Or should I call you Doctor Maverhaven? Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, no, I haven't completed my residency yet. So not, not doctor yet, but uh, hopefully soon. Very well. Well, I'm sure it won't be long. Well, I'll bid you good day, and uh, I shall speak to you soon. All right. Richard, Maggie, the rest of you back in the hotel room. What are your plans? I assume, anyway, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I would assume that given the lack of sleep, perhaps the movement about, I would imagine that Lady Elizabeth is going to have a bit of a lie-in this morning. Oh, yes, I'm going straight for a nap. (laughs) Ah, yes. And the furniture here is perfect for it. Ah, delightful. If uh, Mr. Fraser asks after me, please just let him know I've gone for a bit of a lie-down. And I will see you wonderful people later. And I disappear into my bedroom. Alrighty. Oh, I was going to ask about a newspaper as well. Yes, I'll see what um, uh, British newspapers they have at the front desk. Yeah, these are probably not from today. These are probably from a couple of days ago. Just because there's distance now uh, between here and London. Uh, but you have you have some news there. 
Okay. Well, I shall see um, see what the headlines are, and if I can bring up a newspaper up to the up to the suite, then I shall do so, and I shall sit, pack my pipe, open the newspaper, and uh, catch up on relatively current events. Mm, yes, that seems like a perfect way to spend your uh, relaxation morning. Catching some more sleep does sound nice, especially since we tend to sometimes keep. Uh, late nights in this group, so Maggie would probably try to get a little more rest as well. All right. Professor? I think Richard is going to try and grab some rest as well. He's going to feel socially awkward if uh, the people he's used to um, socializing with, shall we say, aren't available. So, um, yes, it it was rather a a hectic night, and uh, I... I fear some of the drinks I had went to my head. I'll, um, yes, um, catch a little more sleep, I think. Okay. So, um, as you spend the next few hours just kind of recovering from the late night party, the jostling around, even a bit of the coffee the, to keep you up, you get a nice segue into we'll say midday here where the temps come up a little bit just enough to make things hospitable outside should you choose to move that way the city itself is now moving there's maybe only 50 60,000 people here in the entire city much much smaller than London and Paris your two former location stops this is a different feel It feels much more like a sleepy little town that is moving its muscles during the day. That said, when you do get to that midday point, uh, and Mr. Fraser's had his fill of news and pipe, and uh, (laughs) Mr. Griffiths probably had his fill of coffee at some point, you all begin to get hungry. Well, I assume there's a a restaurant at the... uh hotel here unless we'd like to uh, step a little farther afield um, well if we're going to um, visit our friend Edgar Wellington we may as well um, head into Lausanne in the in, in the uh, town centre yes. um, to find something maybe yes why not how about a couple sandwiches boys you know something to tide us over before we uh, go uh, exert ourselves with this gentleman well, I was thinking we could stop for lunch, and uh, if not here in the hotel, somewhere in, in Lausanne. Uh, the uh, Rue Saint-Étienne uh, also appears to have the Musée Historique uh, attached to it. Uh, I don't know if that's of any interest to anyone. Well, what I'm thinking is if we are paying a visit to this gentleman, we don't want to go on a full belly. That's for dinner afterwards. Well, I wasn't suggesting we have a three-course meal or anything, but uh, some, some luncheon? I, I don't quite understand why. Why? why I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Simon. I'm, I'm missing something. Is there a reason why we shouldn't eat a meal before we go and see this gentleman? Oh no, I didn't say that we don't have a meal, sir. I'm merely saying that uh, we should go get something. But let's not sit down necessarily at a restaurant. Let's get some sandwiches, something like that. We're going to have to pay this gentleman a visit. He is already has interests in things that we know are not necessarily safe or sane and 
we really need to go ahead and be concerned about this. We have to be in top form. We do not know what is waiting for us. Aye, so you're saying we need to we need to keep our wits about us. We, we can have all the drinking and the heavy food and everything afterwards. When we're... I wasn't suggesting we, we we have any alcohol at all. But what what uh, what do you say, Miss Ballinger, uh, Professor Courtney? A light lunch somewhere, a sandwich or something like that, or a, a sit down meal, or eat as we walk. Well, I'm not entirely keen on eating and walking. Um, maybe a, a, a sit down, but um. Perhaps um, this this road that we're looking for may have a cafe, and it um, possibly serve our purposes to uh, to find somewhere that overlooks uh, number fifty. Um, if you catch my meaning, I do indeed. I do indeed. Where we can watch the comings and goings. Yes, we need not fill ourselves, but um, maybe a coffee and a light pastry. Yes, that does sound right. Um, perhaps um, I woke up with a. My arm is sore. I wonder if I should have Paul look at it. My elbow. I shall get him for you right away. Can't uh, can't have you uh, having an aching elbow if we can avoid it. Um, I mean, after all, we do have a man to, to see to that kind of thing. Uh, yes. Now, Michael, Mike. Um, yes. I have stored the arms, stowed it away somewhere. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I, 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 should, I, should, I should ask you, what have you done with it? Yeah, well, I wouldn't um, be walking around with it open, but I would probably have it carefully, like, tucked into a suitcase. Mm, yeah. Possibly wrapped in something. While Mr. Fraser goes to get Paul, I would l- like to, if I can, uh, have a little peek at the arm to make sure it's okay, since uh, we've learned that uh, sometimes if it hurts, I hurt. Yes, uh... Sure enough, just taking a look at it and inspecting it in your suitcase, it looks like perhaps it was just not in the right position. There seems to be some heavier items on it, and so you you move it a little bit. And that that starts to maybe feel a, a little bit better, but it seems like every time you adjust it, you can't seem to get it into the right spot. Mm. And so you're just a little sore. Yeah, I hate that feeling. Okay, I'll still have Paul look at it, and I'll probably make up some story about uh, sleeping on a wrong and uh, an old tennis injury. Oh, oh, yeah. Paul brightens a bit and he uh, begins examining your arm and, and elbow. He's very careful. He's uh, very professional. He's cautious around all of you, it seems. He seems more like a a young man who's just trying to do a really good job, so he's being yeah. overtly careful. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there is a bit of the stress on the tendon here. He puts his index and middle finger together and then begins to rub the muscle right above your elbow. Just a little bit. Okay. Does it hurt? <laughs> uh, actually, it doesn't. Okay. It starts feeling good. Hmm. Paul. He does it for maybe 15 or 20 seconds and then says, there's a technique I can show you. It it might help. (laughs) My mother used to play tennis uh, when I was a kid. And and 
She used to always get the same sort of reaction. Uh, yes, that would be uh, greatly appreciated, Paul. I'd, I'd like that. Well, yeah, whenever you have time, we can go over it. He takes a bottle out of his doctor's bag. There's a, a cream here that you can use that uh, that might help uh, the ligaments uh, release a little bit. I, I think what's happening is, is that the either whenever we slept on it, it just it's tensed them up now, and you can you can tell here he kind of gently taps along your forearm from the elbow towards the the wrist. You can tell here there's just a lot of there's a lot of tightness there. Oh, uh, yes, uh, yes, I can I can tell in this. Um, this cream will help ease that a bit? Yeah, uh, just apply it twice a day. And, and if you need anything else, just let me know. Oh, um, yes, of course. I'll, and I'll check back in, in with you about those exercises. Wonderful. Paul uh, scoops up his stuff and quietly exits the room. Uh, um, you didn't mention the um, your arm earlier. I, uh, I'd assume that had debated. Oh, um, well, this seemed to be a, a different um, feeling. My arm was feeling fine for um, a while, but it was just when I, I woke up now um, that I had the, the pain. I did check the... I checked the arm, um, and it seems to be fine. You didn't try putting it in a plant pot again, did you? <laughs> uh, no, no, I did not, Richard. No. Well, best best take care of it anyway. Uh, yes, it is. It's feeling better now. Possibly just a, a side effect of, well, everything else that's going on. Uh, have you tried sort of tapping it again just to see if that, that connection's still there? No, but as I uh, moved it in my suitcase, it did. It did still seem to be connected to my arm. Oh, um, I. We'll give that some thought. Um, yes. Richard's looking very worried. I'm. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, you know, we must. We have to. We have to carry on with. Uh, with the the task at hand, and we can. We can worry about it later. Yes, it's. It is most unusual. So heading out then. Yes, I'll. Um go and knock on her ladyship's door after a, you know, a reasonable time for a, a morning nap. Yeah, she said three or, three or four hours. Yes, Mr. Fraser? Your ladyship, we were thinking about uh, either having a spot of lunch here in the hotel or possibly heading uh, heading into town and find a cafe overlooking the uh, the road where the, this, uh, this gentleman is hopefully still resides. And uh, with a view to um, possibly uh, going and seeing him this afternoon. How does that sound to you? That sounds like a marvellous idea. Definitely go out from the hotel, I think. Uh, Just give me a few moments. Well, I'll go downstairs and arrange for a taxi into town. Then um, That should hopefully be here uh, by the time you're ready to go. Thank you, Mr. Fraser. And when he steps away, I'm going to switch out my shoes for ones with a lower heel, not super socially uh, acceptable at the time, but they're Mm. better for me. And I noticed all the sloping and everything. I'm going to slip on a knee brace on my right knee under my dress. So no one will see it, but it should uh, help with the stability a little bit. 
All right. That sounds reasonable. You all get collected up into the taxi after a few minutes and soon enough are whisked into town. I'll, I'll also ask uh, ask them to um, the taxi driver to, to drop me off at the Bureau de Change and get some uh, get some local currency as well. Oh, if you mention it to the hotel staff, mm. they're more than happy to accommodate you there. Oh, perfect. That's even better. That way you don't have to fuss about with another stop. Could I have 10,000 pounds worth of Swiss francs, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just hope that uh, Richard's suitcase doesn't make its way down here. Mr. Moneybags. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, they accommodate you, Mr. Fraser, for uh, whatever you might need as far as the local currency goes. Ah, great. That'll make things a lot easier. Indeed. So the neighborhood that this address resides in is quite a bit like a lot like a lot of European boulevards and streets where there are shops. Fairly close by, there are multifamily units, and walk-ups, that sort of thing. And so uh, you get a real interesting feel from the cobblestone streets. There's a bit of a constant shimmy to the, the taxi as you, uh, you make your way down. Am I right in assuming that you're not going to have them drop you directly at the address, but maybe a bit away from it? I think maybe um, have them uh, drop us at the museum that is um, very, very close to that, that, uh, that address. Yeah. And, uh, and then we can have a look because there might be a cafe near the museum as well. It seems to be the sort of place where you have a cafe mm. and get some passing trade. Absolutely. They can drop you at this uh, Arlo Museum, a uh, Swiss art, history, and geology museum. A hot spot for tourists. And yeah, another museum, Richard. Yes. And. Not particularly scientific places. Well, there's, uh, looks like there might be some geological exhibits here. Mm, yes, geography, not, um, not my most sort of favorite subject, shall we say? <laughs> Simon's interested, though. I have no doubt. It also does give you the opportunity to uh, somewhat spy down the other street. And you can see uh, just down the way there, it couldn't be more than a, a little ways out of your way to go locate this Rue Saint-Tien 50. Yep, you're not far from that at all. And while we're at it, uh, Miss Maggie, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? Of course. Oh, that's uh, pretty bad. That's a 90 over 31. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Lady Elizabeth, the museum is another museum. It's not like you haven't been to enough of them in your life. You spy something just down the way. It's sort of on the way to where your eventual destination is, but it's four or five buildings from it. And while you might not be a virtuoso as far as your French linguistics go, you know the word chocolate when you see it. And it seems that there's a cafe close by where there's a, a chocolatier there. Well, I think I've found our lunch location. Anyone care to join me? And I'm going to move off in that direction. Uh, it looks splendid. 
I'll go that way as well. Although I'm not really that interested in having chocolate for lunch. <laughs> I'd rather have some ham and cheese or something like that. Well, you're in luck because uh, upon arrival, you realize that there is that this cafe where this chocolatier is at is actually a shared business between the cafe and the, the chocolatier. So you can actually go from one to the other. Um, in that case, I'll, I'll get us a table or two tables in the, in the cafe and uh, allow Lady Elizabeth to uh, peruse the, the wares of the chocolatier and uh, mm. you know, order, maybe order um, uh, a platter of, of uh, cold cuts and cheese or something like that for us. There is a wide selection of cheese. Uh, and not uh, too bad selection of meats either. Uh, this is stuff that would, uh, you know, easily fill anybody's belly. Well, Simon, uh, here we are. We have uh, some baguettes, some cheese, uh, some smoked ham. It looks like from the looks of it, there. Uh, you can make yourself a, a, a wee sandwich out of that, I dare say. So, as you guys are sitting at the cafe, what's the aim then, Professor? You. Uh, intimated that you might want to spy on the location yeah so just looking around if we grab a table outside can we see 50 uh rue saint from here mm-hmm. if you grab a table outside yes excellent and is the door sort of visible so if someone was to come and go from the front would we would be able to see what's going on oh yes ah perfect if you continue to keep your perch here, you will likely see anything that comes and goes from the front door. Richard would turn to the others and say, I I think we might be better off um, sitting outside. And he'll just sort of point subtly in the direction of uh, number 50. Excellent idea, Professor. Yes. Keep a lookout. We do seem to have quite the view from uh, from this particular cafe. I think it's a mighty good view, actually. Do we all want to pay this gentleman a visit, or do a couple people want to sit back here watching while others go in? Yes, I'm more than happy to keep Miss uh, Bellinger company, and uh, Lazy Elizabeth, if required. Indeed, I don't think we all need to descend on the poor chap. That would be uh, perhaps a little bit too much. Um... But how about we wait and watch for a short period of time just to, um, yes, uh, look at the comings and goings. Well, we got to finish our sandwiches anyway. Right, to that end, um, if you would all like to give me spot hidden for those of you who are doing surveillance, we'll, uh, we'll take an hour off the timer here and we'll see what you notice. Yeah, I think so. That is a... F- Fail. That's uh, 80 mm. over 78. Failed by two. I'll spend two points of luck to make that a success. There you go. I failed as well. I failed horribly, and I'm not spending luck to math. Fair enough. Richard failed with a 73 over <laughs> 60. <laughs> I got really, a 93, really so I failed too. Oh, what? That was some well-spent luck then, I think. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, is it worth me spending it? So surely somebody's going to make their own. Fails it's all very, around. It is very rare for this team to have everyone fail. That's very rare. And it didn't happen, so... Richard really wants to, to sort of get in on this. It was his idea, and he's he's kind of... He 
really wants to see what's going on, so he's gonna gonna try and move his chair around a bit in a really awkward position at the table, um, just just to just to get a good view. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Come on, push it. Oh no! Yes. Ninety two. Yes. This is where Richard falls off his up. chair. Wonderful. <laughs> Miss Fraser, you are uh, staring fairly intently down uh, in the direction, not directly at the front of this business at uh, at number 50. Um, you're enjoying your uh, second <laughs> relaxation moment of the day, which seems a bit strange. I've, I've, I've also spotted that there's a, a rather splendid-looking cathedral up the road. I think I might go and see if I can get some time um, to myself to go up there at some point. But in the meantime... Something has grabbed your eye, and that is a uh, gentleman exiting the door there. There's a bit of heavy traffic for the moment, given the time of day in front of the door. And so you pick out just at the right time, somewhat of an older gentleman. He seems probably in his uh, probably mid, mid to late 50s. He's got well-cut hair. He's dressed fairly well. I will uh, nudge uh, Professor Courtney with my elbow just as he's moving his chair to alert his attention to what's going on. Richard, the nudge comes literally at the worst possible time. You've got cup in hand, and you're trying to move your chair and not spill the coffee from the cafe. And you've also got, in the other hand clutched, is the sandwich that you're trying to make sure you can get something in your, in your stomach. And literally everything just unravels in front of you. Miss Fraser ch- tries to get your attention with a with a just a bit of his his elbow. Hey, hey, look, look over here. And the cup tumbles off and into the street. When it tumbles, you try to recover it, not thinking that, oh right, it's a hot beverage. And so you you get scalded back by the the liquid and thus drop the sandwich plate, which shatters all over the ground. And in a desperate attempt to stop that from becoming a complete folly. The chair that you're moving tumbles out of your hand, and while it doesn't tumble very far, the entire event twists you around into a a wonderful Bavarian pretzel, and you land in a puddle of your own making outside the chocolatier. Drat. (laughs) He just looks up and laughs. (laughs) Yes. Um, Anybody for another coffee? You pick that sandwich up, dust it off, and go back, sir. Are are you okay, Richard? I'm I'm fine, I think. Um, it wasn't my intention to wear lunch, but there we go. <laughs> if you've quite finished fooling around, Professor Courtney, I think I, I think I've spotted someone. Oh, um, have you? Indeed, he walks right past you all. Reasonably smart suit, well dressed gentleman who stops at a nearby store and buys some cigarettes. Does he stare at Richard as he walks past? No, he doesn't pay the, the, the group of you any mind. Hey, Jim. Hi. Do we want to speak to him or do we want to investigate his place of residence? Or both? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, I think maybe we could commence with speaking to him, assuming that... Uh, that is Mr. Wellington. Do you want to go up to him and ask? I suppose confront him. 
How would you do it? You're the polite one here. <laughs> well, I think we all we all have our particular ways of being polite. Um, I mean, I'm I'm happy to go and speak to him, uh, but uh, unless would would somebody else like to like to do so? Uh, you know, I don't want to overstep the mark. T- tell you what, how about you go ahead and speak to him, and I'll clean up the professor here. Um, well, thank you for the kind offer, but um, something a little unorthodox has come to mind, which we might consider. What, you have coffee on your butt? Well, yes, yes, quite. Surely if one of you was to entertain him and, uh, and, and ask him questions, that would suggest that his flat or um, apartment or place of residence, whatever that is, would be empty. <laughs> Before we we carry on with on this particular train of thought, are we assuming here that this is somebody we should be wary of, and we should make our way surreptitiously and um, into his into his apartment and and search it? I mean, is this the way we want to proceed with uh, this with with this illegal activity at this stage? My my concern is if we approach the man and. Um ask him questions then surely that would put him on edge and if there's something to um, discover maybe I mean he's he appears to be searching for the same thing that we are perhaps he's already found something if we were to tip him off as it were um, he may move something are, are you assuming that he is he is looking for this thing with uh, with less than honourable intentions I'm sure I have no idea but um, the professor was quite clear about its uh nature and i cannot imagine anyone looking for it that that had good intentions can you well that's us well let let me go ahead and intercede here between the two of you all right i understand what you're saying professor but we don't know precisely what we are looking for on the other hand i do agree with you it is better to be safe than sorry so let us assume this gentleman is a bit shady fair enough everyone because we saw what this arm can do, right? I think we need to assume that anybody involved in this... Um, yes, I mean, remember those um, Turkish gentlemen? I mean, maybe he's allied with them. I also agree with Jim. Once you cross the line and break in the wall, you better know what you're looking for, because time will be limited. So... Why don't we speak to the gentleman first? I'm also of the opinion we need to take this stuff back to Lady E and find out what the other two want to do about all this. How about this as a proposition? I I, I do agree that it is entirely possible that this gentleman uh, does not have uh, the best intentions with regard to if if he is seeking for the object that we're discussing. Uh, However, we don't know that for sure. He may be of the same intentions as we are. We don't know anything about him. All we know is that uh, he is looking for it. He, he made it plain that by, in, in, a, in a letter that he was looking for it. He didn't seem to be concealing his actions in any way in that letter. So why not, if somebody speaks to him, um, introduces themselves as, 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 a, as a, I don't know, a, a tourist or a just... Just a, ca- a casual conversation with a, with a gentleman in, a, in the tobacconists, um, just to kind of try and sound him out, sound out what uh, what type of a gentleman he is. You know, 
get a get a an impression of of, uh, of his manner, uh, and and perhaps we can take it from there, rather than uh, rather than risking a, a run in with a gendarme. Um, if we do try and uh, get into his uh, his apartment while he's out, well, tell you what, how about this, Jim? You smoke. You go ahead. You get some tobacco for your pot. I'm gonna take the professor back, get him some clean pants, and I'll tell Lady E what's up. Sound fair? Uh, I I, su- I suppose. I mean, I wasn't putting myself forward for that particular <laughs> job, but uh, uh... Jim, I don't I don't smoke. Well, it's not just you and I here. There's her her ladyship, Miss Ballinger, and Professor Courtney, perhaps. uh, They would like to have a say in the the decision here. Um, Well, these are matters um, outside of my professional capacity, but um, I will defer to you two gentlemen on uh, how we should proceed. Well, it strikes me, and and, and please don't take this the the wrong way, Miss Ballinger, but it strikes me occasionally that... uh, an attractive young woman engaging in conversation with a gentleman can sometimes perhaps put them a, a little off their guard, and uh, it may be a way of uh, ascertaining a, a little more information from, from the fellow, if, if you catch my drift. Well, not every gentleman is put off guard by speaking to a attractive young lady, but I do wonder whether or not this is the uh, kind of situation where we need to use a hammer or if we could use something a little more subtle. My dear Miss Bellinger, I'm quite certain any young gentleman wouldn't know quite what to do and would be, indeed, wrong-footed by being suddenly confronted with your charms. Uh, that's quite possible, but I'm I'm just thinking that, uh, it, you know, we may be in the right to speak with him first. We don't have to talk to him directly about anything that we have found, but there are maybe better ways of getting information than breaking into the man's house. Which is exactly what I was thinking, Miss Ballinger. Exactly what I was thinking. And uh, engaging the, the man in polite conversation might be a way of... Uh, I don't know, what is what is the phrase now? Of, of, of... I'm, I'm not sure that polite conversation is in Mr. Griffith's wheelhouse. Miss Ballinger, I think you should be the one to make the approach. Is that how they say it? I'll vote for Maggie. I, I pr- practice percussive investigation. <laughs> Well, I am up for the task. Why don't I accompany you across the road? Uh, might, I need some tobacco anyway, and uh, if you need uh, any assistance or uh, um, simply if, uh, uh, having an additional pair of uh, pair of hands on hand, so to speak, is uh, um, is of use, then I'll be there. Wonderful. That is the perfect time to call it to a close. So uh, we'll pick up next session with uh, probably a very interesting conversation in Lausanne. So we will catch you all next episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day where you are. Mm-hmm.